0: Welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. My name is Craig Crash Collins, joined as always by Brandon Scott, otherwise known as B. Scott. We're right in the thick of it in the month of May, Indy 500 festivities. We just had the GMR Grand Prix this past week. Uh, That was a lot of fun watching uh, Colton Herta grab the victory there. Um, And now that means... We turn our sights towards the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500. And today we talk about qualifying as this weekend is set to be a fun one. So whether or not you're watching on YouTube, you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Welcome in as we are just now a couple of weeks until the Indy 500 and qualifying right around the corner. We had practices today uh, as of the live recording here uh, on Twitch.tv. So, you know, it, we're finally in the thick of things, B. Scott.
1: Takuma Sato topped the poll today.
0: And he was um, one of the quicker ones in the Oval Test, too. Um, so, yeah. or the uh, Open Test a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean... Takuma Sato two-time Indy 500 champ is uh, off to a good, uh, you know, a good run And it kind of, you know, we may, we're going to give our predictions at the end of the show, who we think is going to be on the front row. Maybe, maybe one of us jostles it up a little bit, but that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about the GMR Grand Prix. Uh, We're going to talk about um, our takeaways from that, as well as we're going to preview qualifying. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the weekend ahead Um, but first of all, B Scott, instead of just looking at at the weekend ahead, how was your past weekend? How did you enjoy watching the GMR Grand Prix?
1: You know, I didn't really get to watch too, too much of it, but I watched the first few laps. Um, and boy, it was fun. Just the few laps that I did see, I saw, I watched up until the, it was, the rain was getting ready to come back in again. Um, but man, that was a, some really tough racing. The conditions were just nasty. It took a lot of tough strategy, and it was really the first time that they have ever had a rain uh, race with the new arrow screen. So that was another challenge for the drivers. I know um, Connor Daly was saying that at one point he couldn't see anything, and his spotter was the real champ of the day. His spotter was essentially his eyes and got him around the track, and for him to finish off with a top five, was was awesome for him he said so yeah i mean he yeah, was, the, it was it was a great race
0: he was one of the drivers that you mentioned needed to have a turnaround uh month and then he's uh, definitely got it off to a good and start honestly here.
1: i did not see the turnaround starting in the grand prix i know he's had some good he had a good it was had a good qualifying spot last year and he got bumped out in a, a wreck in turn one um but I honestly thought we would see him really step up this coming weekend for qualifying. So now he's got some momentum going into the oval where he, he does have the speed, where he does have the experience and the confidence. So it, I think big things are on the horizon for Connor Daly and Ed Carpenter Racing. Well, one
0: thing that we just put in our rearview mirror, as we mentioned, is the GMR Grand Prix. That's where it all got started for Connor and a bunch of other uh, Indy car, Indy 500 hopefuls. Uh, let's go ahead and take a peek back at the 2022 GMR Grand Prix. First of all, Will Power sits P1. Uh, it's his fourth pole on the Indy road course, his 64th career pole, which is three short of Mario Andretti's all-time record. So that's pretty crazy. It was, I was a wet...
1: i Scott Dixon...
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's be the three off,
0: and I'm, and I mean, I'm sure he's up there. I'm sure he is. He is up there. Yeah,
1: but it's not as many as willpower. That that, that was one stat that really surprised me.
0: Yeah, it was a wet track. Uh, drivers started on rain tires. Uh, it was a crazy uh, opening lap. I mean, things got going right away. Um, it results in Pado Award leading lap one. It was originally Alex Pillow getting the jump on Will Power. And then in the, uh, uh, you know, on the back end of the track, you know, closer to turn 13. That's where we saw Pato Award make the pass. He got and out in front. Both
1: Aero McLaren cars were up there at one, two at one point. Yeah. In and, lap you, one.
0: and you thought too, that maybe, Hey, we just saw him win at Barber. Maybe he's got, you know, another good race coming. Um, Will power went from first to fourth on that, la- on that uh, lap as well. So that was pretty insane. So a lot of action early, very surprising. Pretty much everybody got through turn r- one um, relatively unscathed, uh, which is usually the the big action turn, uh, especially on the opening lap. Um, Colton Herta. Uh, he had at the absolute save of the year uh, on lap three. I think it was, he had already come in for uh slick tires because of, I think I thought, see, I thought they said in the pre-race show that they had to wait until lap nine, but he came in at lap three. Maybe I was just saying that was when, it, maybe they were saying that's when it was best advised or something like that, but yeah, he comes he in a gamble. Yeah. He takes a gamble, gets the slick tires on lap three and uh, you know, basically goes Tokyo drifting.
1: Uh, Around yeah, and turn, this is Indy, boys. This is Indy. He was dirt track racing,
0: yeah. And I mean, you know, like you mentioned, uh, off air before we got going, he listened to the old Hudson Hornet. Sometimes you got to turn left to go right, uh, and that's exactly what he did. Um, so that was pretty insane. Uh, now looking at some of the cautions because it was a caution filled race, to say the least. Um, You know, as teams change from rain tires to slick tires, Alex below bobble spins and stalls to bring out the first yellow at lap five Um, on lap 17, Joseph Newgarden spins after contact with Alexander Rossi and Jack Harvey. He hit Rossi after sliding, and then he's later spun by Harvey, not intentionally, just kind of went off the front wing there Um, on the restart on lap 21. Renis VK gets into the grass spins and collects Delvin G. Francesco nowhere Really, for uh, you know, the rookie to go, he runs right into VK there. Um, then Dalton Kellett spins on lap 37, a local yellow turns into a full course yellow, and that is when the weather starts to loom. There's a restart on lap 42 as rain begins to fall. Uh, Pato Award spins, uh, collecting teammate Felix Rosenquist. Um, Sato spins as well. Uh, Rossi pits for rain tires first so we thought hey maybe that's the pit strategy um, that ends up winning uh, him the race Uh, Alexander Rossi gets rain tires when it looks like everyone at some point is going to have to come back in and get rain tires as it looked like it was going to get ready and let loose um, as far as rain's concerned, Uh, Jimmy Johnson spins on lap 57 uh, to bring out another yellow. Um, and then at that point it becomes a timed race uh, after the caution for Jimmy Johnson. Uh, uh, so I think at the time it was like with eight, they, they put 18 minutes on the clock um, green comes out with 14 23 to go. Uh, then the caution comes out pretty much immediately as Scott McLaughlin spins uh, while on slick tires, green comes out uh, for the final time um, on, you know, with uh, six 11 left on the clock. Juan Pablo Montoya, he has a collision. Uh, which brings out a caution with under two minutes to go to ins- to essentially win the race. Uh for Col- Colton herda Herta. It ends the race. Colton Herta grabs the victory. Race summary Colton Herta leads 50 of 75 laps. Uh Simon Pagano Will Power, uh Scott Dixon, and uh or B Scott's dark horse uh and my pick to win rounds out the podium. Marcus Erickson uh was fourth. Colton Herta. Um oh wait. That's yeah, I got that wrong. Who's who ended up being fifth? I wrote down Connor, Connor Daly. There we go. I must have just called her on the brain. Uh, but Connor Daly with the much needed uh fifth place finish. Um, there was 10 lead changes among six drivers, eight cautions for 31 laps, so pretty much half the race there. Uh, point standings coming out of the GMR Grand Prix heading into Indy. Will Power has the points lead. He's got 170. Alex Below is 14 points behind him. Scott McLaughlin is third, 18 points off the pace. Joseph Newgarden is back, uh, 30 points. He's in fourth and Scott Dixon currently fifth at minus 37. So looking at our reaction from this race, I mean, it was, you know, insanity as a guy who, you know, gets really intrigued by the strategy of sports, uh, that the weather added another element, um, you know, that you just didn't expect because it's not like it went from, okay, it's, you know, raining for the first half of the race. Now it's cleared out. And so that's part of the strategy when you switch, you know, when you switch because of the, the wetness or dryness of the track, it was like, weather's not only, you know, been here, it's potentially coming back and we don't know when it's going to hit. And when do you make the gamble to go back? And you've got Colton Hurta, who's like, you know what, once we go to slicks, we're just going to stay on slicks. We're not even worried about it. Um, and, you know, it was just insane. I mean, I know um you know it, it basically made the it, this race you know pit strategy on steroids which i actually kind of like uh, now in 2019 the, G, the indy grand prix was also a wet race but i don't remember the weather being so uncertain and playing this much of a factor i'm pretty sure it was one of those like it started out wet and then just got drier as the race went on or maybe no it moved. was it opposite yeah 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 it,
1: it was dry and kind of cooled and windy and then the rain moved in and that's when Simon Pagano hit the turbo boost button and just dominated the field. Right. Uh, the weather was so
0: uncertain that half of the completed laps were under caution. So that's pretty much the main drawback is that there was a lot of yellow and caution laps because it seemed like, even race control was like, we don't really know what to expect here. So that just kind of added another element. Uh, there was so much intrigue um, in when to uh, switch between rain to regular tires that created an extra element, uh, which kind of made up for the caution lapse. Because even, even under caution, the discussion was, when do we switch to which tire? What do we do? Um, And I'm really intrigued uh, by the storylines heading into the Indy 500. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, Will Power now now is the points leader, uh, but the rest of Penske is struggling. McLaughlin and Newgarden have their worst finishes of the year so far. McLaughlin's best finish since being on the podium the first two weeks is sixth at Barber. Uh, Newgarden's two wins are the only top ten finishes he has. He's been like 14th, 20th, and 25th. So um, some really rough stretches there for the rest of the Penske crew. Scott Nixon's uh, streak without a win continues. He's now at 18 races and Honda finally on the board with a win. So uh, some of the storylines of the year that we talked about going into May last week are now starting to kind of unfold and and pick which direction they're going to be in heading into the Indy 500. So it was a really intriguing race. I think it was a good one. Um, And uh, yeah, it was just that weather, um, you know, just made it that much more crazy.
1: Look, the weather is the reason Penske struggled. It's the reason a lot of people struggled. And I don't think it's any coincidence whatsoever that the driver that won is a driver that's most likely heading to Formula One here within the, the very near future. I mean, this was a Formula One race. If you watch have watched Drive to Survive at all, you know they race in the rain a lot. So this was the, the run that just screamed Colton Herda is a future Formula One driver. Um. So uh, it, I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, Penske's really struggling now heading into the rest of the month of May. I, I, I wouldn't say that at all because...
0: Well, I'm not just saying that because of the, uh, the run at the GMR Grand Prix. I'm yeah. saying that because, I mean, outside of Will Power, who has consistently been in the top... He's finished the top five every week. Um, I mean, you have McLaughlin. I mean, Penske had a really great start and they're still having, you know, pretty good solid races and weekends. But I mean... Scott McLaughlin, I think has been outside the top 10, uh, you know, and of the five races, obviously won the first one finished second at the second race, then had like two races where he finished outside the top 10. Um, and then, which I mean, is going to happen. I'm not saying like, Oh, it's, uh, it's the end of the season for Penske. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm just saying is that they're, they had, they opened so strongly. And this is a product of that. I mean, when you open, so strongly and then you have a you know a 3 or 4 week period where you're just not on your game i mean that's people are going to notice and and so yeah. that's what i'm ultimately saying i'm not saying like oh watch out the, the demise of pensky it's just the fact that you know new garden's really too his only two good weeks were the races that he won. And then the rest have been like, not good up to new garden standard. And that's also part of the problem is that you have such excellent drivers that when they struggle, you're like, oh man, that's, that's really big news. So I think, I think they'll, I mean, I don't think they're in trouble by any means as far as the championship is concerned or anything like that, but it definitely goes from a season where, Hey, more often than not, Penske has been up front and been dominating to well. now the last few weeks, their momentum's not really there anymore.
1: Right. I I think the big, one of the big takeaways for me is that Meyer Schenck was right up there at the end with Simon Pagino, not surprised whatsoever. I really now look for, I mean, Elio had a rough day, but again, if you were not Colton Herta or anybody in the top five, you had a rough day. Everybody (laughs) had a rough day outside of the top five. So, but I, I think, Myers-Shank is a team to really keep an eye on for the rest of this month. Do I think they're going to have, like, the cars to watch this coming weekend for qualifying? I don't think so, but um, come race day, watch out for those guys. That's a big storyline. They finally had a good weekend for at least one of their drivers.
0: I, uh, I also, I, you know, speaking of Simon Pagino, I do, it just made me think of like, so I'm in a fantasy IndyCar league with, uh, a uh, friend of the show, Spencer Frady. And I was pretty happy. Two of my two of my picks, two of the picks on my team were Will Power and Simon Pagino. Cause I was like, well, one they're both have been amazing at this race <laughs> and ended up getting me the win this week. So yeah, so I, you know, it's gonna be fun to watch them uh you know qualify and race uh you know over the next couple of weeks, uh you know, kind of getting to where we thought they might be at the beginning of the year. Um yeah. so you know one word to describe Colton Herder's performance that's the next, uh, you know, phrase on the or the next question on the board. And for me, it's GOAT, greatest of all time. Uh, I know, I know, listen, this is exactly know, what I'm getting ready to get into. Um, I know we get caught up in was X the greatest ever? As uh, see, I knew, that's why I w- had it built in. I know that's what we always get caught up in doing, uh, you know, after these types of things, but I think Colton Herder's run at the indy gp was just that in terms of races on the indy road course mm-hmm. um you know uh first off you know winning from 14th starting spot is the furthest back any indy car driver has won on the ims road course um a, gr- a giant chunk of the races have been won from the front row that's basically been either simon Pagenaud or willpower winning the pole and then ultimately winning the race um not many times do you make a decision to pit on lap three and it wins you the race i mean that was pit strategy that came so early in the race that you just like it kind of was an afterthought because i mean i don't think did he switch back back to rain tires at any point I after i'm not sure i don't think he did and so that's just the decision to do that and just kind of live I mean, with it about it
1: the green flag stints once the rain came back weren't very long were very short yeah so he just ran under caution
0: Right. And I mean, that's that it paid off, which is pretty crazy. I mean, you also couple that with the save of the year sliding through, you know, a turn, which is in this, you know, a similar part of the track to where Alex below the defending series champ spins a few, uh, you know, a few laps later. I mean, that's just kind of goes into perspective to show you like, hey, Alex below, who's as clean and as disciplined of a driver as there is. You know, had trouble and and not the same area, but a similar the, the back end of the track. You know, um, you that whole, Herda also slid on. I mean, her was able to save it. Pelo was not. A lot of other drivers were not able to save it. I mean, you know, it was as chaotic of a day as they come, and Herda ended up, you know, being the best of them all. So I think, you know. You know, all the same. Plus, I mean, it wasn't just that save either. I mean, you see all you saw him slide a ton on the onboard camera. He did a hell of a job not wrecking the thing and he winds up winning. So I think you have one of the most chaotic races of recent memory and you go win it. I mean, that's one of the greatest performances of all time. So, yes, I'm not saying the greatest ever in the history of motorsports ever, but in terms of the uh, Indy Grand Prix, I think this is the greatest run we've seen so far.
1: See, I I wouldn't necessarily say it was the greatest run we've ever seen at the Indy car at the GMR Grand Prix. It was good because the strategy calls were good and that one save. I would still say the best run we've seen was 2019 Simon Pagano coming from behind and running down a Scott Dixon who had checked out essentially and then battling him down to the very end and then winning, I would consider that the greatest Grand Prix. But for me, this performance from Colton Herta, like I said earlier, this is a Formula One win, essentially. Race conditions, Formula One-esque race conditions on a track that was designed for Formula One. So for me, this sets up – this. this just – this performance really bodes well for Colton Herta's future. And it's funny how it comes off of the heels of the Miami Grand Prix for F1, where all the IndyCar drivers were, a lot of them were down there, and Colton Herta was down there making a lot of headlines. So, uh, yeah, this was, this I'll label this performance Formula One esque for Colton Herta.
0: Yeah, memorable, too, because I think this was one of those races where you're going to, like, in five years, be like, remember that time where, like, Colton Herda almost spun out and he ended up winning the race? He decided he was going to pit for rain tire or for slicks at lap three, and it ended up paying off. Because, I mean, there is, I know, you know, you bring up Formula One, and I we used to, my family used to go to the U.S. Grand Prix, uh, when it was it, at Indy. Um, and I remember there was one year where Michael Schumacher was so far out ahead that he spun and then like, just continued on, like nothing happened and, and won the race because he was like, you know, tw- 25 seconds ahead of second place. And that's, that's like one of that. And of course the, the infamous 2006 one, like those are the two ones that stick out in my mind. So I like, gonna-
1: get a crash course nation, Petition going to get Formula One to come back to Indy. Yeah, that. I I mean, I know the old fogies all be like, "No, they lost their opportunity. They, they don't. They won't get my business back." Sit down, boomer. (laughs) It's going to be fine. I just feel like with the popularity of the Netflix series Drive to Survive, and how that has made Formula One popular in the U.S. again, popular enough that there's two races in the U.S. now.
0: I was going to ask if there were if there was multiple country or multiple races in in one country
1: there are Um, for a lot of countries they'll go back to the same track a couple times, Hmm. but in the US they come to Miami now, and then they do the US Grand Prix at the uh, circuit of America the circuits of America down in Austin that's still on the schedule.
0: It would, it would be interesting how they would navigate it because, for one, I think you would need to have it at a different time of the year because they usually had it oh, yeah. in, like, September when it was, like, cold and rainy. Um, but I think – But that's
1: Formula One racing, though. That's
0: true. I, th- I think <laughs> it would be, like, one of those things where I don't see it even being – like uh, something that you would even consider until like maybe 2026. At that point, you're 20 oh. years past the fiasco. Everything's kind of in the books. All the, you know, the people that remember that race are probably not actually coming to it anymore. Like, like, cause I mean, as it was one of those things where it was a messy breakup between Indian yeah. F one, but it was also a mutual breakup. It's not that, I mean, Indy, Indy had, you know, was upset with F1. F1 was upset with Indy. So it's not like, F, you know, Indy, it's not like Indy dropped the ball or. Fixed. Yeah.
1: So. And we have somebody in charge of the Speedway now. And. That is forward thinking and really wants it to come back.
0: That and also, I mean, if you start seeing guys from IndyCar go over
1: well, so we've seen formula. guys from Formula One come over here right. to race so to the it, Indy 500.
0: If that continues, if that kind of relationship <laughs> continues, I think then we'll see probably more and more likely that they could potentially oh, come yeah. I mean,
1: you could, uh, there's potential for, I mean, at least Colton yeah, to jump ship. For sure. And then you it, mentioned it Rossi, which, too. Which, which which McLaren team is Rossi looking at? Right. Formula One or is it the IndyCar
0: um. IndyCar- didn't you say Rossi could potentially jump ship yeah. too? Yeah, and I mean, well, heck- yeah, that's what I was just saying. I was
1: like, which McLaren team was he, or yeah. is he rumored to? Is it the Formula One McLaren, or is it the IndyCar McLaren? Yeah,
0: I mean, Andretti
1: Autosport could look completely different in a couple of years. I mean, that um, the flag, the flagship of that team, could be a former Formula One driver, Roman Grosjean. I mean,
0: yeah. So it's definitely there. Um, he's, so uh,
1: he's one. I was surprised did not have a better weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The conditions were favorable for somebody like him to really step forward and same with well, I guess Marcus Erickson did have a good weekend because he's a former, former F1 driver as well. I am.
0: Yeah. I am with you because I definitely expected with a little bit better equipment than where he was last year. I expected him to, potentially contend but yeah he really wasn't he was really kind of an afterthought he wasn't really up there a whole lot so yeah you would have I, thought his
1: his past experience in this kind of well maybe the arrow screen maybe that, that maybe may may have been an issue and he doesn't really know how to handle a spotter how to utilize a spotter too well yet true so i don't know just a just a thought something that i just kind of realized i was like wait a second he did not have a good weekend and this was right in his wheelhouse. Right. So
0: one last thing before we move on to our friends of the show and then Indy, Indy 500 qualifying um, Colton Hurtis Indy 500 uh, winner odds uh, to win are now plus 900. So on a scale from $1 to $10, cause we believe that response here at three C media. Um, what would you yeah. place on that bet uh, for me? It'd be a three, uh, $350, uh, $35 payout. I'm, I'm a little bit of a wuss. I don't like going super high. Um, cause I don't, cause I'm not very lucky. We have the crash kiss of death. We all know about that. Um, but it's, I mean, it's really hard to sweep Indy. Um, I mean, Will Power did it in 2018 Simon Pagino did it in 2019, but those are the only two to do it. Yeah, um, but it was
1: recent. Right. Enough. True. And Herda does race for Andretti. Yeah. Andretti. I mean, okay. I guess if you had to say, this was the pay, this would be the bet for if if you could get the pole, I'd be like, oh yeah, that that's that's a that's a strong possibility because it seems like Andretti's cars always run well in practice and qualifying. Come race day, sometimes they're there. Um
0: but yeah, I mean, call it recent, recency bias, but I believe after watching a race that was truly one of the most unpredictable, Hurta can win the randomness that is the Indy 500 because the Indy 500 it can be as random as they come as well. And also, I just wanted to you know defend myself a little bit. Three fifty is respectable, or uh, three fifty is a respectable bet because it's not so little that you feel cheap, uh, but it's also still a solid payout. Like you get you get a nice thirty five bucks. You can go buy a nice dinner with that. I mean, you know, at least in terms third of house. exactly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> get
1: some good steak and some cinnamon rolls or some cinnamon buns with the cinnamon butter. Yeah. Sure. I got Craig all hungry. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's why the, that's what the silence is. I'm just envisioning
1: he's like, the he's he's like, Homer Simpson. I'm
0: just oh. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there right now. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could go for that right now. But what about you, B. Scott? What, what would you put on that bet?
1: You know. Oh, this is a tough one. Because of the odds, I, I, at this point, I would look at the odds with the payout. Um, I haven't done the math because I'm not good at math. Well, it's I plus
0: consider- at plus nine hundred. It was pretty much like, like so. Three fifty is thirty five. So a ten dollar bet would get you hundred. And so it's basically on a scale yeah. of zero. To I,
1: I think I want to go. I'm going to say I would go about five five on it for a $50 payout really because you do have the Andretti power there and Honda and I don't know. It kind of looks like right now, Honda may have a little bit of a better power, but we're only one day into practice. So yeah, I would say a $5, you know, he is feeling confident right now and I think outside of winning a championship, this would be one of those things that if Colton Herta were to be able to pull this off, he would be able to look back and say, I've accomplished a lot in my IndyCar career. I didn't win the IndyCar championship, but I won the Indy 500. So now I can comfortably move on to Formula One.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm going to say five just because there's a, the motivation is there and the momentum.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. So before we get into Indy 500 qualifying preview, let's go ahead and talk about our friends of the show. Are you tired of your same old lunch hour of sitting and scrolling through your apps and your smartphone? Have you thought about playing a board game with your co-workers? Eat Lunch and Board Game is a podcast dedicated to telling you about board games that are great for lunchtime fun and some that are probably better saved for after work hours. I've been playing games at my office for over four years now where I have made new friends and business connections that have been very useful. Board games build bridges. Remember also that you can like us on Facebook, 3C Media. Go follow us on Twitter at 3C Media Sports. Go to the YouTube channel. YouTube channel is hot in the streets right now. We are three subscribers away from 50. So if you're watching right now on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast app, go over to uh, YouTube, hit, uh, hit like, hit subscribe, ring the bell, man. Uh, you know, A
1: subscriber gets a free ice cream cone from McDonald's. As long as
0: their ice cream machine is working. <laughs> That's the caveat. Uh also 3C Media on TikTok as well. Remember, we record live every week, twitch.tv slash craig crash. Uh, and then remember you can listen to us every week on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can hear the Crash Course podcast. Also, just a quick shout out to uh Pacers fans. The Pacers got sixth in the draft lottery uh today. So yeah, I know kind of a little bit of a disappointment there. Um, I got my hopes up. I saw uh our, our pal Nikki Oman of the oh, yeah, of yeah, the IndyCar Network was like. Like uh, you know, the Pacers Fine, have been one of the, once, yeah, just once. The Pacers, please, but no dice. Even
1: a top three pick. I yeah. mean, top three. At least it wasn't ninth. Yeah. Who got who got the top pick? Do you know? I
0: did. It didn't say. I just got the ESPN notey that um that oh, the Pacers yeah, that, got six. Yeah.
1: Da.
0: Right. So I don't know. So while you look that up, I'm gonna go ahead and and kind of get into the qualifying here. Um. So uh, we do have a full Magic. entry list. The magic, of course the they did. Ma-
1: oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and what are they gonna do with it? Waste
0: they're gonna, it. They're gonna be like, uh, is uh let's say I can't I don't, I don't know enough prospects to name one that's uh, not a first round pick quality player. Um, but I mean hey, there you go. Um the magic are first. It, well, who are the teams in front of the Pacers? Do you see?
1: All right, so the Detroit Pistons,
0: so it's magic pistons,
1: no, no, number oh. two. Was the oak? Was the was the thunder?
0: Thunder. They they, they do need it
1: (laughs) a lot. They were three Houston Rockets, okay, four Sacramento Kings, and then five Detroit Pistons, six Pacers, seven Trailblazers, eight Lakers, nine Spurs, ten Wizards, eleven Knicks, twelve Clippers, which is going to Oklahoma City. 13 Hornets and 14 Cavs who should have made the playoffs. And then the Pacers would have had another first round pick, but no,
0: no, that's just how it goes for Pacers fans, unfortunately. No. Um. So yeah, so, so welcome, there you go.
1: Welcome Keegan Murray to the Indiana Pacers. That's about where he's projected to be picked
0: i got you from iowa
1: keegan murray of oh iowa. yeah i was trying to i was like
0: <laughs> that name sounds familiar but what and i was like oh yeah keegan murray well i mean that's not bad um i don't know. i mean we would like better but
1: it's not the worst he's got bust written all over him to mm. be honest
0: yeah maybe well, what won't be a bust is the Indy 500 as we switch oh, over to... Is. No, exactly. Uh, so let's switch gears over to uh, qualifying this weekend. We do have a full entry list. We talked about it a little last week. Um, Stefan Wilson uh, from Dragon Speed Racing is the 33rd entrant. Uh, the way it's going to work is qualifying. Uh, we'll start on Saturday, quals day one. Then on Sunday, uh, the top 12 will re-qualify, top six advance to the fast six, Fast six will re-qualify to determine the points. Uh, they're the pole sitter. Um, so looking at the uh, fast drivers um, from today, um, you know, there was a veterans uh, practice for practice one. And then I just, I'm just going to read off practice two, because it was all cars. Takuma Sato was the fastest, um, the fastest driver today. Scott Dixon was second. Jimmy Johnson was third. Ooh. Marcus Erickson, fourth. Uh, Renus VK, fifth. Alex Pillow, 6th. David Malukas, looking for rookies to do well. Uh, he's 7th. Joseph Newgarden, 8th. Um, ninth Tony Canaan. 10th, Marco Andretti. 11th, Delvin DeFrancesco. 12th, Simon Pagino. 13th, Dalton Kellett. 14th, J.R. Hildebrand. 15th, uh, Felix Rosenquist. Uh, Elio Castroneves was 18, 18th, Scott McLaughlin, 22nd. Pato Ward, 24th. Colton Herta 26th um, Alexander Rossi, 27th, Connor Daly, 28th, Ed Carpenter, 29th. Um, and then, uh, Romaine Grosjean was 31st. So, um, so that is how everything kind of shook up, uh, shook out after the first day of practice. So, uh, you know, getting into the thick of things here. Um, and so, Let's see here, you know, first kind of question we'll get into here, we're going to have a couple of hot or cold questions, um, we're going to actually get into hot or cold right now, uh, which basically means we're going to say a take and then say whether that take is a hot take or a cold take. Um, and so the first one for me, uh, or the first one here uh, is, is it bad for IndyCar, or there, there no bumping? Uh, is bad for IndyCar. So we've got mm-hmm. 33 entrants, which means that everybody will make the field uh, for qualifying. Uh, and for me, that's gonna be hot. Um, you know, I was on Reddit and I found a compilation of bump day moments and it just made me think of all the drama it can bring. And I know that obviously that's what it's designed to do. and I know that it's not like that every time sometimes you have drivers that you see you know on the on the brink of getting bumped and you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but you know, I know the drama isn't always there, but it can get so crazy. I mean, 2009, the battle between John Andretti and Ryan Hunter Ray, 2010, Tony Kanan barely makes it. I mean, there, there's been several years where like Indy 500, like favorites and fan favorites have like yeah, struggled.
1: Uh, Tony Kanon almost not making it. Was it 2010?
0: Yeah, that was the one I just read off. Yeah, Tony okay. Because there was
1: also one where he wrecked the morning of.
0: That that was that same year. Okay, because yeah. that's
1: when he raced for. He was, yeah, in the 7-Eleven car was, still. Yeah, because yeah. I we I was an intern at Fox 59, and we were just pulling in that morning, and he had just wrecked, and we were going driving by the garages, and they were bringing his car in. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, 2018, you have Hinchcliffe failing to make the race 2019 Fernando Alonso bumped. So, I mean, 2017 was the, uh, was the, um, last year with only 33 cars entered. Now that's with the exception of 2020 pandemic year. So I don't really, you know, that's a weird one. You just don't really count it too much. Uh, so to be lacking one of the more exciting elements for the first time in four races, not ran in a pandemic, I think that's a disappointment. Now, again, it's not to, you know, ring a buzzer, ring, you know, any alarm bells and say that IndyCar is in trouble. But, I mean, to have and, – and, again, I mean, there's, I'm sure, reasons. I mean, we are still coming out of a pandemic, too, so that could also be why there, there may not be as many entrants. Well, that also, kind of thing it, as well. Is,
1: it is more expensive today to put together an IndyCar team Yeah, that than is it I mean. was just even in recent years. Right. That's so, true, too. That that is, I know that is one of the bigger factors. But come on, where's Buddy Lazier when we need him? <laughs> exactly. Get That's out there like... and limp that thing around for a few days, just so we can bump you right back out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, come on, put him out there in a go, in a go kart to see what he can do.
1: Oh, but the okay. thing is, no, you need more than just Buddy Lazier because Buddy Lazier is a past champion. Buddy Lazier is in. Would he be? There's I no, at least no... in the past there was a time where.
0: It was like a past champion provisional or something like that.
1: Yeah. Where Buddy Lazier basically got in because he was a past champion. He he won the 500 in the past.
0: Interesting. I was going to say, I know there was, there's that NASCAR. There used to be that NASCAR. But in
1: India, I remember for the 500, there was one for a while. I don't know if they do that anymore.
0: Yeah. So we, we need like Pippa man to, uh,
1: I, I thought she was in it. I don't think so. I didn't see her on no, the list. No, she's not, which is funny because they made such a big deal last year cuz she bumped her way in last year. Yeah.
0: Hey, Pippa's always been one of my favorites ever since she ran like the entire race with no like water bottle. So like that's, that's Well, it was such impressive.
1: a big deal last year because her entire team was was female. Yeah. So, I'm surprised they didn't bring that back. So, she actually ran a She ran pretty well last year too. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We need
0: to like get one of these guys, I know, I mean, gonna, get Pippa Man out there something. I mean, we got to we got to figure this out. So like that's what I'm saying is that like I'm it's not bringing I, I, any I alarm bells to, for by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. it just it just it just is a bummer. It's it's bad, I think.
1: Uh I don't know. It,
0: in you, the you, past
1: you, in the past when they with the new qualifying format and the way it's broken down in, into the days and everything, you have the the practice for the, the last three or the last, how the drivers that are buying for the last three spots and it is just slow. It's not, I don't know. Like the last time there was bumping, it just wasn't exciting. I think it was yeah last year. It just wasn't exciting. There wasn't much to get fired up about and they do it the same day as the poll run for the poll as well. So it's kind of like, uh, so I think this not having bumping is going to allow all the drivers to have more practice time, which I think, oh, where'd he go? There he is. <laughs> um, it will allow everybody to have more practice time, which will make for more exciting moments on the track. Which I think will help in the end, like, I think for the casual fan. Who, you know, is there trying to learn about it and figure it out, The bumping made no sense. It was confusing. Like, wait, what? Not everybody is going to be able to make it into the race. This is confusing. Whereas if you tra- if you're bringing somebody out to the track for the first time and you're trying to get them excited and everything, you want them to see fast. You want them to see the best. You want to see have them be able to see a lot of the cars out there. And this is now going to allow for it without having the bumping. Now I I did like the bumping. I liked it. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that sense. It's always, that was always one of the fun things, but I think if you're looking at like future growth for the sport and a fan base, the ability to see the fast cars out there going for it on pole day and see more time with all the cars out there on the track I think that will help in the long run will help grow the fan base more than seeing four cars putts around the track for the last three positions in the race.
0: Yeah. I kind of mentally, you know, thinking about this question, I kind of mentally compared it to like the wild card game in baseball. Like not, it's not going to be exciting every year, but boy, when <laughs> it is exciting, it can be.
1: Cause occasionally you yeah. do have a big name. Like right Fernando That's what I'm Alonso saying. Yeah. or James Hinchcliffe or Marco Andretti I mean Ryan I Hunter mean, Ray because
0: I mean you just like because you just think like in the back of your mind you're like you can't have the Indy 500 without Hinch right like you think this can't happen like when I remember when Tony Cannon, like because I, I was still you know I, you know I've always been a big Tony Kanon fan he was with the 7-Eleven crew like that 2010 year I was like You mean, I'm going to go to the Indy 500. My favorite driver's not going to be in the race.
1: Like what is happening? Well, and it's, it's really concerning for like these guys that are the full-time drivers, like James Hinchcliffe that year, like, wait, what? I don't get like, I got bumped up by somebody that this is their one-off. Right. And I'm losing out on the points.
0: Yeah, and in that oh, man. In, in that respective too, I guess that's where you can make the case where not having it is good too, because you don't risk people that are full-time drivers not making the race. But I'm just saying when when that drama is turned up, you know, to hundred, it, it can be pretty exciting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so now moving on, uh, you know, take number two. Uh, A rookie will make the top 12 for qualifying. I think that's a hot take. Um, Eight of the last 10 uh, Indy 500s have featured at least one rookie in the first four rows. Uh, Three of the six rookies uh, who have ran this season uh, have at least one qualifying run in the top 12. So I have faith. I think this class of rookie hasn't been super sensational this year. They're starting to come around. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that I, I think that today
1: alone three rookies were in the top 12, right? Led by the one that I think could surprise everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that's a hot take for sure.
1: Oh yeah, definitely a hot take. I mean, even if three rookies did not make the top twelve today, which means the rookies had a very good rookie orientation. Let's just put it that way. They passed with flying colors. Um, but when you when you look at who one of the rookies is and the, uh, just how dominant he's been at this track well even though it was another series
0: real quickly though i see when i wrote this question initially i like wasn't even thinking about like Jimmy indy, indy 500 rookies i was thinking of rookies for the indycar series like this year so like uh, that that's what I was going off of. And then right. I was like, oh yeah, I guess for Romain Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson are both rookies of the Indy 500. So that's probably going to mean <laughs> that. Well, it's ex-
1: funny. And Romain Grosjean was uh, 31st today. So they were both on opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Um, but and technically I think Jimmy Johnson is considered a rookie. Yeah, he is.
0: He is. He is
1: for IndyCar.
0: Yeah, he is for sure. Okay.
1: Because yeah, he's a full time now fine, for the first time. So yeah, I think this is definitely a hot take. And also because some of these guys that are like full-time rookies outside of like Jimmy Johnson, they were really good indie lights drivers. So that typically these guys have that confidence, at least around IMS. So I think, yeah, I think that's, I think out of all the takes on here, this is probably the hottest of them all.
0: Final take here. Scott Dixon will repeat as Indy 500 pool sitter. Um, I uh, you know, I, so I was hard to disc say no, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because it's happened to recent memory. Uh, you know, either Castor Nevis won three polls in four years, uh, from 2007 to 2010. More recently, Ed Carpenter sat on the pole in back to back years in 2013 and 2014. But those are the last time, uh, that's the last two times it's happened in the past 30 years, B Scott. I believe you were. Uh, alive for the one other time it's happened like in our lifetime, which is Rick Mears, I think in 89 uh, secured his his third pole um in four years um so just outside our time frame i just wanted to make a, a shot at you that you're a little bit older than me that's, and that that's must that have was. been a
1: lie for the other <laughs> for a couple of them
0: yeah um but the bottom line even though dixon sat on the pole uh four times uh you know for the indy 500 back-to-back pulls is a rare feat also dixon has not started p1 since last indy 500 so he's not only got a long streak without a win he's got and a long streak without a pull
1: if so, he's already Pulling speeds.
0: But like yeah, he is he's now. second though. Yeah, he was literally and, second today. So I think he was second and or third in the test today too.
1: Today was pretty warm. It's, it's going to be interesting this weekend. I'll say this now to get it out of the way. Saturday, there's a good chance of rain and storms. So Sunday could get really interesting when trying to get all the qualifying in. And it's going, so it's going to be a green track. And if you watched the race on Sunday, you saw Townsend Bell describe what a green track is like. Yeah. (laughs) The granola bar. (laughs) With the
0: granola bar, which was pretty insane. Pretty incredible.
1: But not only is it going to be a green track, but the temperature is supposed to be down in the mid to low, the low to mid sixties for the high that day. So right now it's warmer than it would, it's going to be for qualifying. So speeds are going to be, through they're going to it's going to be a fast track let's just put it that way um but it could be a slick track too not much rubber down so it's so hard because scott dixon it's so hard to pick against him it is when it comes to qualifying for the 500 it is so hard especially when he's putting up the numbers already but i'm going to say he does not repeat Because there are a lot of drivers today that were just getting their, they were out scuffing tires. They were just getting tires prepared for the week, prepared for the weekend, getting their cars loose, getting everything shook out. I mean, you look at like Ed Carpenter and Connor Daly, they were way down the speed charts, but I expect those guys to be up near the top 12 come this weekend. Same thing with a lot of the, some of the Penske drivers. I expect them to be up higher. Typically, the teams that you see come out straight out of the gates. Honestly, this isn't too much of a surprise, I should say. Typically, when we get into practice, the teams that come out hottest right out of the gates are always Andretti and Ganassi. And they just like, oh, my gosh, look, they're so consistent. They're so fast. And then out of nowhere, you get some of these other players that step in closer to qualifying. So I can't say for certain, I mean, I wouldn't, there's so many, there's, I think there's a good handful of drivers that could win the poll, but I don't, I mean, Scott Dixon has a really good chance, but I'm going to say no just because where conditions could be because conditions could be on Sunday could be a lot more like they were when they came out for the oval test back in April, a little bit cooler, windier, cloudy, not the best conditions but ability to put up fast speeds so that's why i'm going to say no and i wouldn't be surprised to see somebody like joseph newgarden
0: yeah newgarden newgarden was up there for me too yeah it's just one of those things where you you feel you feel like you should be picking it but also like it just doesn't happen as often enough to be like oh yeah for sure it's gonna happen so
1: i mean i wouldn't even be surprised to see jimmy johnson get it
0: yeah, that would be, I mean, cool. let's
1: be honest. He's, he's running Ganassi power. He's a Ganassi driver yeah. and they come out, like I said, they come out of the gate hot and they're consistently hot. And this is a guy that knows this track. He's finally somewhere in his element look where he was in his element. He did pretty well at Texas felt comfortable there. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see. I mean, I, I I'll at least say this. Jimmy Johnson is going to be in the, the fast 12
0: right well let's go ahead and get into it then our our qualification predictions uh so what we're going to do is we're going to do our prediction for uh, highest qualifying rookie our pole sitter and then our front row um so and we'll do we'll do pole sitter and front row at the same time um but as far as highest qualifying rookie i'm going to go with Cal Ila um i you know he's been turning you know, he's turned uh two of the best if not the best qualifying efforts among rookies this season again um writing this question i totally spaced that there are indy 500 rookies that are not, also not rookies uh for the full-time IndyCar circuit so i but i'm just going to stick with cal eilott i think he's going <laughs> to do a good job he was 11th at barber uh he was 7th last week at the indy GP in terms of qualifying he uh, he was 18th during the open test i think 16th or 17th today so he's 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 been about middle of the pack i think he can get to 12 health um you know he's the fastest among the 2022 rookie class uh you know jimmy johnson remain remain gross genre indy 500 rookies but we're and we're quicker during the open test but as far as when we're looking at you know just strictly full you know rookies as far as the whole series is concerned i think uh, i'm gonna go with Kyle ilot i think he's gonna have a good uh saturday and sunday
1: well i'm a traditionalist i'm going indy 500 rookies i'm going jimmy johnson i mean Want, this, he's proven it, proving it right now. Oh, that yeah. He, he's going to be up there and he's going to be a, a force to contend with this this month. So, Jimmy Johnson will be the highest qualifying rookie. And Jimmy Johnson, I'll go ahead and say it Jimmy Johnson's going to be the Indy 500 rookie of the year.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's really shaping the, up to be that way. I mean,
1: you know, yeah, what, we're so going to make it weird to say Jimmy right. Johnson's going to be the Indy 500 rookie of the year. It's like,
0: right. <laughs> Is that, I mean, that's not even fair. <laughs> right. I mean... Uh, it's it's what it's, it's uh, the the relationship between, with me and Jimmy Johnson has definitely changed over time. He went from you know when I first started wa- you know when I was watching NASCAR and he first came into like the uh, what used to be the Bush series. You know you have that wreck at Watkins Glen that made me a little bit of a fan of him just because that was just an insane crash and he jumps up and you know is jumping on the you know roof of the car afterwards because everybody thought like oh man this is a really bad wreck he's probably really hurt um, and then he goes on to be. You know a driver, I'm not a big fan of because he just all he does is win, win, win no matter what. That's all he does. Um, and uh, and then now he's come to IndyCar, and I like want him to do well so badly. So, yeah, I mean, this could be Maybe if he
1: does well and he like wins this thing, that will get a fire burning in the belly of uh Jeff Gordon, mm. and he'll be like, I'm gonna come race one Indy 500.
0: I would love that. That,
1: Gordon... that will be the first sellout since the 100th running I can guarantee it I can guarantee it
0: yeah I mean could you imagine like let's have a Indy 500 where a team forms of Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon
1: Tony Stewart can't fit in an Indy car anymore
0: I'm sure if if Jeff Gordon was like hey we're gonna be teammates at the Indy 500 he could he could work out and do it if I if I can start going to the gym again and start slimming down Tony Stewart can go to the gym again and start slimming down.
1: No, I mean, I, if on. I was Jeff Gordon, I'm going to, I'm pushing Dale Earnhardt Jr. To do Ooh, it. Boy, that'd be a good
0: one too. I, yeah. Especially
1: I mean, with his work with NBC. I mean, going
0: back through, which I need to, have you watched lost speedways? This is right. No, now, I need to, I, I said I've the got same too way. many
1: shows running at one right. time and I need to get some done.
0: I don't necessarily have too many shows, but I also just bought MLB TV because it was supposed to be at a discounted price. Um, which I didn't get the discount, that's kind of really sad, but uh, uh, I, I know. Um, but uh so I, I I need to get some usage out of that too. But yeah, I keep seeing lost speedways pop up on peacock and i'm like i need to watch that and i just don't but i need to um but like i was going back through when i was looking at like qualifying results from past years like i f- i forgot kurt bush ran the indy 500 like that's your tony
1: canaan one
0: yeah like kurt
1: bush almost won it too. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah kurt bush just ran a couple of them which is wild um so yeah, I would love to see more of the NASCAR names that I grew up with do well. I mean, like even if Jimmy Johnson ends up winning the whole thing, I'll be excited. Um, so let's go ahead and give our front row. Uh, for me, the pole sitter is going to be Scott McLaughlin. I know it didn't really show in uh, the in the, te- in the qual- practice session today. Like um, I said,
1: a lot of the Penske drivers were just shaking the cars out, getting right. tires scuffed. McLaughlin, I'm sure that's what they did. They ran, went out there, ran a couple laps. Pulled back in, changed tires, went back out. Same thing. McLaughlin has
0: been uh, in the top six in qualifying three of the five races this season. Of the eight drivers who turned at least 170 laps in the open test, McLaughlin was the fastest. He was fifth overall. So uh, I, I i have a I have faith that Scott McLaughlin can uh, start that 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 turnaround for Penske. Uh, you know, here uh, you know on qualifying weekend. The rest of the front row for me. If I can't pick Scott Dixon to be first, I'll pick him to be second. He's going to be in the inside of row one. Uh, He's uh, started on the front row of three of the last five Indy 500s. Mentioned earlier that he's got four poles to his name. He was fourth quickest in the open test. Dude knows how to get around Indy, and he knows how to get around Indy fast. So I think Scott Dixon will be in the inside of row one, or sorry, the middle of row one. Uh, And then Joseph Newgarden uh, rounds out the front row for me. Um, Newgarden was fastest at the open test. He's been in the top 10 in all five uh, qualifying sessions this season. So he's been fast all year when it comes to qualifying. So it's going to be a very Pinsky centric front row as far as uh, what I'm predicting.
1: So my pole sitter, I actually have Joseph Newgarden as the pole sitter. Um, I think he's due. Yeah. But then he's going to turn I'm going to make this prediction. He's going to turn around and. He's gonna pull Scott Sharp. He's gonna going, wreck in yeah, the bust.
0: first. He's gonna wreck in the first turn of the first lap. So, but
1: I'm going with Joseph Newgarden because that open test and just how similar the conditions are going to be this weekend from that compared to that open test. Um, so I like his chances there. Uh, I I actually have Renus VK at, in the middle of row one, and then on I have my uh, third place car. I'm going with Scott Dixon.
0: I like it. It's a, I like that front row. I like Renus V captive too. He wasn't, he used was like fifth today, I think, too. So, I mean, he's he's been pretty fast. He, he's
1: been a front row guy here recently for in the 500. I think last year he was on the front row. Was he? I was like, uh, never make me want to. In look the Bitcoin this. car.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Here, let me Let me, before we go here, let me look it up. Two tw- 2021. Grid. Yeah, he was uh third. He was outside row one. Uh It was yeah. Dixon, Herda, yeah. and VK in row one. So
1: there you go. Herda. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. All right. That so- may, may make me reconsider.
0: My- <laughs> <laughs> Everything you've heard for the last hour, just throw out the window. Is, is oh, wrong. <laughs> it's, it's wrong.
1: No, no, I'm good with what I said. I'm sticking with it. Sticking to my guns. But yes, Joseph Newgarden is going to be the poll winner. Renus VK going to be right there, and Scott Dixon in third.
0: I like it. Well, there you have it. Uh, That's our qualifying preview. Thank you guys all for watching, tuning in. Remember, you can like us on Facebook, 3C Media. Go follow us on Twitter at 3C Media Sports. If you're on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast app, go over to the YouTube, ring the bell, subscribe. We're almost at 50. Let's go. Uh, 3C Media on TikTok as well. Remember, you can watch us live every week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Craig Crash. Remember, you can listen every week on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard. can hear the crash course podcast you can also find me at crash course fm on twitter b scott where can they find you
1: find me on twitter at brandon underscore scott 87 if you're going to be out at poll day on sunday hit me up on twitter dropping my dms We'll, we'll meet up
0: and that'll that's it. I mean, we're getting ready to <laughs> we're getting ready to preview the Indy 500 next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Excited to get into it. We're in the thick of Indy uh, 500 festivities, and like I said, next week will be the Indy 500 preview. But until then, have a good one, everybody.